Among all the terrible things in the world, there's nothing worse than a cruel person who destroys the hopes of a baby. Even more terrible is someone who kills three kids in just one night. This moment will last to show how awful things can be on earth and how heartless creatures can hide in our homes. Hello everyone and welcome to Noches de Terror to Study English. My name is Cesar and I'm a university English teacher in Mexico. As a language learner myself, siempre me ha gustado aprender con historias y películas de terror. Así que me hice la pregunta, ¿por qué no un podcast para aprender inglés con temáticas de terror? Y así nació esta idea. Espero les guste and you too can enjoy the stories while learning English. This story has been adapted for A2 learners and if you would like to listen along with subtitles, you can check our YouTube channel. Also, feel free to change the speed if you think I am going too fast. In the fourth episode, we will talk about a case from my own country and actually kind of near my state. We will talk about Claudia Mijangos, the hyena of Querétaro. On Sunday, April 24, 1989, a very sad thing happened in Querétaro. The people there found out from the news that a mother had hurt her three young children badly and they died. A few hours before, on the night of the 23rd, Claudia Mijangos phoned her friend Veronica Vasquez. She said that she was hearing and seeing things that others couldn't, like angels and demons. These creatures told her that Mazatlán had fallen and that all of Querétaro was his spirit. Vasquez told her to relax and that everything was okay. She promised to visit her the next morning. When she got there around 8 a.m. at the house with the address 408 Hacienda Vigil Street in the Jardines de la Hacienda neighborhood, she saw a scene that was like a bad dream. Las paredes cubiertas de sangre le hicieron darse cuenta de que algo estaba realmente mal. Caminó por la casa y encontró el cuerpo de Alfredito de seis años. El hijo menor de Mijangos yacía a medio camino de las escaleras con sangre a su alrededor. Había huellas de manos en las paredes y charcos de sangre en el suelo. Cuando Vilchis vio esta terrible escena, llamó inmediatamente a la policía y al padre de los niños, Alfredo Castaños. The day before, Castaños had brought his three children to a school event. After it ended, he took them back to the house where they used to live with their mother and then he left. Claudia and Alfredo had been getting a divorce for several months so they didn't live together anymore. The experts discovered two more bodies in the house. Claudia, the oldest daughter at 11 years old, and Maria Belén who was 9 years old. Maria Belén was found in her room with many stab wounds. Her mother was lying beside her with blood on her clothes and a knife next to her as she slept. Cuando llegó la policía, la despertaron y la llevaron al hospital porque estaba en estado de shock. En el hospital, horas después, cuando despertó, los detectives comenzaron a hacerle preguntas sobre lo que había sucedido. Ella solo repetía una y otra vez que necesitaba recoger a sus hijos de la escuela y que la dejaran ir. Meanwhile, the authorities held Alfredo Castaños, thinking he might be responsible for what happened. He explained what he knew. He had taken the kids to their mother's house, Claudia Mijangos, after the school event the previous evening. Castaños had more information, but he didn't make the connections. 
he knew that one reason for their divorce was that Claudia had fallen in love with another man. Claudia, who had studied administration and once been a beauty queen in her hometown of Sinaloa, had moved to Querétaro with Alfredo a few years earlier. She used the significant inheritance she received after her parents passed away to start an upscale woman's clothing store in the city center. She also enrolled her children in a Catholic school called Colegio Fray Luis de Leon. At this school to this day, classes are still taught by parents from the Augustinian Recollect Order. Todo parecía perfecto, con una hermosa familia, estabilidad financiera y sus hijos creciendo bien. Parecía que la vida iba muy bien para Claudia. Quería devolver algo de la bondad que había experimentado a su comunidad. Se ofreció para enseñar clases de ética y catequesis a los estudiantes en la escuela de sus hijos y fue ahí donde conoció al padre Ramón. Father Ramon was a handsome guy, as they describe him. He was young, kind, and really good looking. With his blue eyes and towering height of 1.9 meters, Claudia found herself falling for him. As time passed, Claudia grew distant from her husband, and she started spending more and more time at the school, particularly in catechism classes. Father Ramon wasn't unaffected by her either, and they started a romantic relationship. At least that's what some accounts suggest. The school never officially commented on it, but they also didn't deny it. Only the Archdiocese of Querétaro handled Father Ramon's transfer after the tragic events. The school director, Father Rigoberto, was aware of this inappropriate relationship. He even discussed it with Father Ramon and Claudia's husband. Father Rigoberto advised Alfredo to have custody of the children instead of their mother. Due to the complex situation, Father Ramon chose to end the relationship. Claudia didn't handle it well. She started seeking him out, following him around, as Father Rigoberto would reveal years later. Afterwards, Claudia started talking about hearing voices. She claimed that these voices were angels, telling her that she and Father Ramon were meant to be together. She held onto the belief that she could still have a future with him. A la mañana siguiente, la escena dentro de la casa recordaba a una escena de una película de terror. El suelo de la sala y las escaleras que llevaban arriba estaban cubiertos de sangre. Lo mismo ocurría en el pasillo que conectaba el dormitorio principal la habitación de Alfredito, la habitación de las niñas y el baño. In the early hours of April 24th, the voices in the former beauty queen's mind persisted. They kept telling her that her children were like demons, preventing her from being with Father Ramon. Tragically, she ended up taking their lives. During the interrogation, Mihangos couldn't recall the events clearly and appeared unaware of the tragic fates of her children. According to the interrogation records, she seemed delusional, mentioning that her kids were sleeping and she needed to make breakfast. Her thoughts then shifted to her worry about picking them up from school. Tras investigaciones exhaustivas, quedó claro que estaba luchando con problemas psicológicos. Estudios adicionales revelaron que en el momento de la tragedia, Claudia Mijangos estaba en medio de un episodio psicótico. The house where the tragic murders took place became a site for satanic rituals over the years until it was completely sealed off. The judge handed down the most severe sentence possible for this kind of case 
which was 30 years in prison. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know in the comments, like it and share it with more people so they can learn and enjoy with Noches de Terror to study English. I'm Cesar, till the next episode. See you.